Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers. And the Houston Astros simulcast on Stadium 32.3, 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline, 706-0111, on this glorious Friday morning. The Astros to get, Take a three to two advantage in the series with a three to two win. And I, you know, again, I, I say this quite often. Sometimes it's just great to be wrong. And uh, I was wrong. I, I did not, I did not think, I just did not think that the Astros could go to Philly and score eight runs in three games and win two out of three. I just, I, 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 didn't, I did not even think that had a chance of happening. I really did, and um, I just, I, um, I, I'm amazed at, I'm not amazed that Christian Javier did what he did, uh, because he's really good. I mean, he he he's obviously a very special pitcher, and uh, I, you know, Verlander. I didn't. Th- I, I don't know if you heard or saw uh, on MLB Network, they interviewed Verlander after the game for a long time. Like, he went on their little set, and they interviewed him. And he said that he had like a 10- or 11-day layoff before his game one start. Well... But he said 10 or 11, but there's no way it was that long. But anyway, um, and he said his somehow he developed bad habits. Now, think about that. Like, think about that. Here, This is a veteran, future Hall of Fame pitcher. Should have a, as much of a mastery of his craft. I kind of, I kind of, everyone says that, so I kind of hate that. But but it's kind of like culture with the craft and culture I'm getting a little tired of hearing those words but 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 still I mean he and and in a week or he was off for a little over a week and he said he developed bad habits with his mechanics now we're not talking about a rookie here we're talking about an old man who's been doing this for almost two two decades and he said he developed bad habits so he had to go back and rework his mechanics, and he didn't. He didn't really use the word experiment, but in last night, in the first few innings last night, he was essentially, he said, trying to work through or experiment through these these mechanic shifts that that he made because he developed bad habits in a week. Like you got to be kidding me! Uh, it's just unbelievable the things that we that that's not something that doesn't even enter our mind. And after, like, the, he had his first two innings, he was terrible. I was like, man, we're going to have to pull this guy. Like, 
he can't make the same mistake of leaving him in too long and getting lit, especially with this team, because the Astros can't hit a lick. I mean, they can't hit at all. Um, and, 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 but, but somehow he started feeling it. And in the third, fourth, and fifth inning, especially the third and fourth, he pitched way better. He had much more command than he did in the first two innings. And, and, you know, I, I know he's worried about him getting the win and the media's worried about him. I don't care who got the win. I just want the Astros to win. But, um, but he got the win. He, he, Pitch five gutsy innings. They went to the bullpen, and it's um great victory. It was a great victory. But, man, I sure wish they'd score more runs and make it easier on myself. I mean, it's just, just this is just, man, they need to score some runs. Score some runs on Saturday. Make it easier. Oh, man, this is. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. I've been hearing it. I've been hearing it. We all got some football mentality. Football mentality. I had a football mentality last night watching the game, but that's all I've been hearing. There's no way possible. No way we can win this thing. We got to score at least five runs. We can't win like that. How did we get to the World Series? There's no way this team can't even hit. They can't hit. They do this and that. They're not good. What's going on? Three runs last night, Kevin. Three runs. I can't game. believe they it. They sold up basically the whole game. I can't believe they didn't it. Score for, they didn't score five runs last night, but that's all I keep hearing from the, I didn't think from the big bad Astro fan, Kevin Foote. They got to score five runs. You can't do it like that. We can't do it like this. They got to score at least five runs. There's no way possible we can beat this team with just three runs. What happened last night, Kevin Foote? They won three to two. I, 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 can't, I still can't believe it. Yeah, but like I told you, you can't score five. You see, and you talk about the Piper and stuff a lot. The Piper paid and all this other stuff. You have to pay them when you score too many runs. But at the same time, you want the team to score a whole bunch of runs. Uh, one time. So, I'm just asking for it one time. And they can't you, do it, but we still you win. You don't it need high. it. But you, I'm going to tell you one more time, Kevin, get it through your thick skull. You don't need a bunch of runs to win. The same as in football, you don't need a hot shot star quarterback, like you say, to win. You don't need that, Kevin. You don't need that. So just be satisfied with what you got. Oh, I'm You're satisfied. It's just two. You're going to win the World Series. Well, you know why, yeah, Kevin? That's what they said. Uh, I don't know. We, we, we'll see. You know why? I'm telling you, y'all going to win the World Series, Kevin. But y'all got this. If y'all play it smart and don't blunder, don't choke it up. Okay? Y'all got this, Kevin. Look, in 2019, they were up 3-2 to two, going back to Houston just like this. They had Verlander in game six, Grinky in game seven. Got beat both games because we can't hit. Because we can't who pitch, hit. Who pitching tomorrow? Framber. Y'all got this, Kevin. I mean, look. Y'all got this. If I had to bet my life on it, I would say yeah. But, uh, you know, again, all you got to do is go back to 2019, exact same scenario. And, 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 and we couldn't hit. Get, we can't hit, and we got beat twice. So, well, still got a lot of work team, to do. Different circumstances, different situation, different manager. So, it's not the same team. So, like I say, Kevin, you don't need five runs to, to, to get it. Y'all love 3-2, one away, enjoy the moment. And when y'all win this World Series, Kevin, I want you to relax finally. Oh, hammock, finally. Put hammock on, season. Put on some slippers. Put on some slippers, the kind of – the kind with your toes show and everything. The good kind. <laughs> the old school. Put some slippers on. 
sit outside with your beach hat and everything or whatever, or take a ride to the beach. Do something. I mean, I know it's getting cold, so it's kind of time to go to the beach, but put your slippers on and your, uh, you know, your little your tank top shirt and everything, like, you know, your, uh, you know, and just loosen up, man, and enjoy the moment and pretend you're a young man for one day. At least pretend you're not. You ain't got to go too far back, like 20. At least <laughs> pretend you're 30. Pretend you're 30. All right. You know, so just relax, man. Enjoy the moment and tell Michelle, you're going to leave sports alone for at least one day in your life. And that's when y'all win this World Series Saturday. And Sunday, you forget about sports because there's no same Sunday. It's not till Monday. So Sunday will be the day, Kevin Foote, after y'all win this World Series Saturday. Sunday will be the day you bless Michelle with leave all sports alone Sunday, Kevin Foote. And you uh, get back to sports Monday, a refresh uh, start for the week. All right. The Thank, the all right. I hope you're right. Okay. I hope you're right. Thanks. You all right. I'll talk to you later. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hello. Footsie. Footsie. Oh, man. They're trying to, they trying to, they trying to age me, Peter. They're trying to age me. <laughs> well, Footsie, here's what I got to tell you. Between yesterday's show and last night, I got the hammock in my trunk. When I'm going to get off my job today, I'm going to my daughter's, getting my grandson, and we laying in the hammock <laughs> of the bar. We got to get one more win to hammock it, though. You feeling that good? Well, I can lay in the hammock from now to the game time. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because yes. I, 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 I need a rest. <laughs> oh, I, it's just – I'm so worn that, out right now. Last, oh, man. You or me, I'm just watching you. <laughs> Oh, footsie, man. If we could just score a few runs, it would make it so much easier. Well, it's the World Series. It's not supposed to be easy. (laughs) Man, Man. I'm just telling you. Got my hammock right here in my trunk. I'm ready to put my little grandbaby right on my chest. And we laying in the hammock to tomorrow night's game. Man, how good is Jeremy Pena? Man, that cat's good. Cool, that cat's good. <laughs> Man, just to think, just to think they had Correa and they got rid of Correa, and this cat just came up and filled in. Man, hey, you know that—that's or the Saints could do something like that, huh? Oh man, he just—you know—he—he—he he, he, he can field. And he's gotten he didn't just he's not just getting hits, he's getting big hits. Yes indeed. Yes indeed. Oh man, unbelievable. Clutch hits. Yeah, no, they're this kind. And his defense is solid too. Yes. You know, you don't have to tell him to catch the ball. He knows how to catch the ball. <laughs> it's unbelievable. And you know what? I don't know if you caught it. I think the classic moment. Of the and, and look, there were a lot of big moments in that game last night. The catch and all the you know the, some big hits and some big strikeouts. The classic funny moment of last night's game was Trey Mancini, who can't play defense at all. Okay, he comes. Yuli gets hurt and Trey, he comes in this game. He makes this big defensive play. And did you see when they showed him in the dugout? He had a look on his face like I knew I was going to do it. Like I, I I got that. I I knew that. I had it all. I had it all the time. That was funny. Well, I, I'm I'm like you. I mean, I just take what I can get out of him. <laughs> now, now, Footsie, before I let you go, we we, we got to have a little discussion here. Uh, your man, your man, James P. Bitterman knows how to change diapers. Now, oh. here's the deal, and I'm just saying this for Hannah because Hannah's gonna probably might need this. Like, you know, you know, like after April the 15th, she might very well need this. 
here the little girls are a lot easier. Yes. See, when you, when you change a little girl's diaper, you just have to have one. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I learned that when after you, three girls when I had a son. Yes, sir. And then when you have a son, did you get baptized? Oh, yeah, yeah, when yeah. You, yes, yes, yeah. See, here's the deal, and I'm just talking, telling this to Hannah. When you have a when you have a little boy, you got to have a second one, because sometimes you can take the diaper off, and then he can start TTing again. Oh, oh yeah. And if you don't have if you don't have a second one, guess what, buddy? Trouble. It's going on you. So yeah. You got to have a second one to block it. Oh yeah, I have I have I have three, three yeah I have three little brothers. So I've I've been to the ringer on on changing boy diapers. It's not fun. Not at all. all. Right, Hannah, well, Hannah, we since we've been there, you see. And like Footsie said, I don't. Uh, he couldn't see me change that. Well, I, I'm I proud of you, Bitter. I got to tell you, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I would have thought no, well, but yeah, I'm proud Footsie. of you. But yeah, but it was a lot better with my little girl. She'd be all happy and yeah. stuff, and then I'd blow on her belly, and she'd get all happy. Oh yeah, no, it, it's it's a lot better with little girls. And little girls are a lot better. But so just we just trying to help Hannah out as we go along here with with you know just teach teaching her, bringing her up to speed with the stuff that we've already done. In life. Now, Mr. Bitter, you think there's any way we can get to nine tomorrow? Nine runs? Yeah. Footsie. <laughs> it's a one to zero. <laughs> I don't care. As long as the alligator's mouth opens to the Astro side of the scoreboard, yeah. that's all I care about. I learned right. that like in third grade. Yes. The alligator's mouth opens to the biggest number. Yes. So if it's two to one, I don't – hey, Framber, we got a good shot with Framber. Framber's good. I like him. Now, Footsie, you think we're getting rid of uh, Verland? I mean, I, I don't see how we can. Bring this dude I, I, I don't I don't I don't know what they're gonna do I mean they have enough pitching without him so they may not give him 30 million but I do think he likes being in Houston and I think they like him so I wouldn't put it past him well all right footsie well I, but like I said I, I, I'm resting I, I am resting from now need a rest six yes. until six o'clock tomorrow night then I'm gonna get back and, and try to get some energy you know <laughs> For, for tomorrow night's game. Well, I'm happy I'm happy it's a Saturday night where I can uh you know stay up a little bit later. Uh, absolutely. All right, appreciate it. All Thanks right, better. Percy. All right, bye-bye. And we gain an hour we gain an hour tomorrow night or am I wrong about that? Uh I'm Is not it tomorrow sure. when we gain an hour of sleep? I could be wrong. That's called but daylight. Thought, that's called daylight savings? Uh, yeah, I thought I heard that. Am I wrong? Um, it is November 6th. Yeah. Tomorrow's the 5th. No, I'm talking about... Sunday. Well, no. Well, it's... To, I mean, it's Sunday morning at 2 a.m., but that's Saturday. Sunday starts when you wake up in the morning to me. I don't play that 2 a.m. and 1 a.m. is... 2 a.m. and 1 a.m. is still Saturday in my mind. But so, yeah, okay. yeah. So, we gain an hour of sleep is what I'm saying. Yes. So, that's good. All right. <laughs> We'll take a time out. We'll come back, shift gears, do our weekly conversation with the McNoy, the voice of the McNeese Cowboys next on the game. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update, presented by Tibbs Trailers here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station.
welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game. Before we get to our special guest, want to remind you, Crunch Time will be at Twin Peaks on Monday on Johnson Street from 4 to 6 to get you ready for Saints Ravens Monday night. Monday night football, you can come by and visit with uh, Matt and James, Miguez and Mesh from 4 to 6 at Twin Peaks on Johnson Street to get ready for Monday night football between the Ravens and the Saints, a humongous uh, game for the Saints. Lots of drinks, specials, and food, and great sports talk. So take advantage of that opportunity on Monday. All right, we have with us Tom Hafer, the head, the voice of the McNeese State Cowboys. Have you been following the World Series, and are you nearly as tired as I am doing so, Mr. Hafer? I am. Uh, you you have to get up and actually go to, go to work this morning. I took the day off to get my car serviced, but my cat was waking me up at 5 a.m., so, uh, yeah, I'm tired, too. But oh, it was a great it, game it, last night. Great game. I, I I really wish the Astros would score more runs so I didn't have to be so stressed, quite as stressed out. But I guess in the end, all's well that ends well if you get if you get the W. You got it. Well, it was kind of nerve-wracking this past Saturday for McNeese State football fans, it, it, but a little different. Obviously, the Astros are playing for the World Series, and, you know, you could, I think there's a little more room – with McNeese football situ- current situation to get a little bit, maybe a little bit of like a, a moral victory in that you played a team that a lot of people think are the best or the second best team in the conference. Uh, you know, you, you had more first downs in them. You had more yards rushing. Both teams had over 200 yards passing the, you know, the third down conversions was about the same and the fourth down conversions were about the same. I mean, you basically went toe to toe with one of you know, the best teams. It's gotta be some encouragement out of that. Yeah, I think so. I think everybody feels that way. When it was an it was an unusual circumstance with Walker Wood taking over at quarterback for the injured Knox Kingdom, uh, and he, he's a fan favorite because he's been through you know the hurricanes and the pandemic and and being, being the backup quarterback. He switched over to receiver last year so he could play because he just loves to play, uh, and and a lot of the fans wanted him to be the quarterback this year. Um, he, he has his limitations, but but he's a, a, a real gamer player, and, and he can really run. Um, so he got his chance. He'd been playing wide receiver mostly in the slot, and uh, he played very, very well. He really managed the game well. And, and more than that, I think the team rallied around him um, to, to the extent that, uh, you know, it was an evenly played game. Each team had four touchdowns. The difference in the game was a uh, was a fumbled uh, extra point snap, and, uh, and that's that's the difference. So Walker Wood played really well, and uh, he's going to play again uh, tomorrow night because Kadem is not quite ready, and uh, the fans will love seeing him. It's uh, they they really rally behind him as well. So the rest of the way here, wh- wh- why would you not just start him even if the other quarterback was ready? <sighs> they they believed when the season started that Knox Kadem was the best opportunity to develop a quarterback for the future on the roster. And uh, so that's that's really, uh, you know, they've got other talented guys, but they felt like he was the one that had the best chance in a year or two to be uh, that guy. You know, it's a quarterback league, uh, et cetera. He, he's not, he's developed some. He's done pretty well in a lot of senses, but uh, he, there, there's some doubt that he is that guy. So um, I think the coach will make the decision, do I want to try to win some games here at the end with Walker Wood? 
or am I still in the development of Knox Tatum? Oh, that, that's going to be up to Coach Goff. And, and and it's a tough call. I mean, you know, it's you you want to play for now, especially for seniors and all that, and, and and it's just more fun to win than it is to not win. And, and, and you're trying to get the interest of the program back, uh, and so winning helps that as much as anything does. And uh, so, no, it's a complicated decision there. It really is, and uh, uh, you know, if. If they go back to Knox Cada, hey, Walker Wood had his moment, and uh, and everybody was thrilled for him. But and uh, off you go. Thanks, senior. You know we we appreciate it. Um, we'll see. I I, I don't want to make the decision for him. I tell you that. Now, you know you're a guy who uh, is saying his name. I mean, you got to be pulling for Walker Wood because one, it's just a great name, and it's just a lot of fun to say Walker Wood. <laughs> you right? are right on with that. Yeah. My problem is is that I called him. I called him Walker about half the times instead of Wood last week during the broadcast. Uh, you know, it, it's a guy that's got two last names. You sometimes uh, forget which one it is. <laughs> All right. So, um, do you agree with me that that college football needs to change? The way it keeps stats on quarterbacks. I mean, again, I, I still think we're, we're back. Some of the college football rules haven't adjusted since most people were running the wishbone like 50 and 60 years ago. And what I mean by that is Walker really should have had 100 yards rushing and 200 yards passing, and, and they and they still taken rushing yards off the quarterback for sacks, and that hurts, That, that that's deceiving because when you in, in today's way that they play college football, it's not really accurate. I'm on board with you 100%. If you want to start a campaign – I will be your manager. Yeah, I, I'm with you 100. percent He had 130 yards rushing in reality. Yeah, um, and, and the the sack yardage, some of which is pretty, you know, 10 yards here and eight yards there. It, it sent it back underneath uh, 100, and uh, and that takes away from uh, you know a, a tremendous performance, and so it just doesn't look as good. I, I agree with you 100. percent well, uh, I know the quarterback had a lot to do with it, but it sounded like the rushing was still an effective part of the game. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, and Wood ran for a lot, and Deontay McMahon had another great game. He had three more touchdowns, uh, two on the ground and one through the air. He, he was phenomenal. That's seven touchdowns in the last two weeks for, uh, for Deontay. So I uh, hope he can continue at the, uh, with that this week. The, um, are you in a situation now that you feel like as long as you win the turnover battle, you're going to win these, the remaining games, or is that a little too simplistic to say? Um, I think – all three of these are definitely winnable games. Uh, none of them, none of the teams remaining have a good record, and uh, you know, I, I just think it's it's they're, they're all winnable. Got to win two of them, really. Uh, in my in my feeling, I'd be very disappointed if we don't. And uh, uh, you know, just see what happens from there. But but yeah, uh, go out and finish on a high note, guys. So right now we got the World Series going on. We got football season going on. We got. Uh, you know, teams are trying to finish up. We got LSU, Alabama. We got the Saints on Monday Night Football. But basketball is about to start. Have you have you yeah. thought about basketball yet? Uh, we had the first press conferences this week for both the men's and the women's, and uh, I, I got to be honest, I am uh, I am all fired up about the women's team. I think the Cowgirls are going to be excellent, and they've been uh, overlooked in the preseason. Uh, you know, the conference voting, etc. I, I think they're going to be a contender for the title. Uh, the men, it's so hard these days when you turn the roster over, 
you know, ten new guys or nine new guys. I forgot which one it is, but it's a uh, it's a bunch. And uh, you know, you look at the resumes and they all look good, but they looked good last year. We didn't play very well. So uh, I, I, Coach Aiken is is trying some different things. He's really trying hard to get a true point guard, and uh, we'll see how that goes. That they they definitely uh, lacked a true ball handling point guard last year. So let me ask you, what's your preference, and which one do you think is more difficult? Uh, doing play-by-play for basketball or football? Basketball is really easy because there is always something going on. I mean, it, it, I used to do hockey, in fact, and that's the that's the easiest because there's no pause ever. You just keep going and going and going, and uh, there's always something. The, the hard part is to, you know, uh, what what do I skip ahead to and what, what do I not mention in there? And, and basketball has some of that. It's just constant action, so... Uh, it's easier for me um, for for basketball, honestly. Well, to me, that and again, having never done it, I guess anything that you've never done, there's a certain level of intimidation there. But to me, the thing that would be difficult is you have to really know everybody's names because the ball's going from him to him to him to him to him. I don't know. That that part seems a little difficult to me. It's it's easy once the game starts. You know, you study. I, I I don't do a flip chart for basketball or anything like that. Uh, I do study who's who on the opposition. Of course, I always know who's who's who. On yeah, the the, the opponent. You know, That's team. what I'm talking about. Yeah, the opponent. Yeah, the opponent. Yeah. So so you you learn the guys. You forget them a couple times early on, and then then you oh yeah that's who it is, and you pick it up. And, and I don't have any trouble with that after um, you know midway through the first half. All righty, sir. I appreciate your time as always very much. Good luck to you the rest of the way. Thanks a bunch. Appreciate it, Kevin. All right. Thank you, Tom Hay from McNeese State play-by-play announcer. We'll see what happens. No, it's a tough decision. I don't think it's going to be a tough decision necessarily like for the Cajuns, but how many Cajun fans out there would like to see Zion Chris play? I'm sure there are quite a few, and and I really don't think they're going to go that route. I'm just saying there's some um, – it, it, it's, it, it's – when you're not – if you're having now, McNeese is in a different situation. The, the the Cajuns still have a chance to have a winning season and go to a bowl game and all that stuff. McNeese is one and seven, so it's a little easier, I think, to do it that way. But still, either way, it's it, it, it's a, it's a tough call. All right, we'll take a timeout. We come back. We'll open phone lines up again. If you want to talk about LSU Alabama, if you want to talk about uh, the World Series, you know, last night. I don't know if you knew that we had to. I didn't think it was necessary, but we had to constantly remind people that it was the World Series last night. A lot of people, you know, there and here had lost focus. I mean, like, they, I guess we just thought we were playing like some sort of spring training outfit or something. Had to remind people that it was the World Series here. But um, in a swing game in the World Series at that. So whether you want to talk about that, the Saints. Open for high school football. We will be talking some high school football in the in the in um, in the ten o'clock hour as well. Again, seven oh six oh one 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 on the other side of this timeout on the game. Are you fluent in Footlish? Not to worry. We're here to help with the Footlish Dictionary. Benedict Arnold's. Benedict Arnold's. Now, an NFL expansion team that stole a bunch of Saints players and coaches when first created, also known as the Carolina Panthers. Now, back to the man with his very own language, Kevin Foote and Footnotes. 
come back to footnotes if you would like to see the an early version get a private viewing of the new movie black panther wakanda forever at celebrity theaters and broussard on thursday this is what you need to do text panther to 337-283-8100 text panther to 283-8100 and you could win tickets to a private viewing of the new movie at Celebrity Theaters. Thanks to Celebrity Theaters and Broussard, Sherman Insurance, and The Game. All right. Again, The Game hotline is 706-0111, 706-0111. Still a little fatigued mentally and physically from the World Series Game 5 last night. I don't know if you saw the stat. The Astros are terrible at game ones of World Series. They've never won one. They've also never lost a game five in the times that they've been in the World Series. Just kind of strange how those things work out. Um, You know, they just... Now, in the first one, they didn't get to a game five because they got swept in four nail-biting games. Um, It is... um, Those games just take a lot out of you, but it's great. It's obviously great fun, fun when they when you win them. Uh, it is um, going to be interesting to see. You know, all sides would point to another close game tomorrow because the the Phillies are pitching their ace Wheeler and the Astros are pitching their best pitcher, technically not their ace in Framber. And so it's uh, you know you, you figure it's going to be low scoring, but man, I'm. I'm holding out for nine. Let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hello. Oh, I don't know. All right. Try back again. I don't know what happened there, but certainly feel free to try back again. Yeah, let's go back to the game hotline and try again. Hello. Hey. Howdy, sir. Hi. About the game last night. I was watching it with you. Uh, and I, I do baseball, but I don't watch until, you know, the playoffs and the World Series and all that nonsense. But uh, any anybody who doesn't know baseball, you really confused them last night. There's a lot of sketchy things they, they had to keep up with. You got you to gotta hit a lot of balls to get a lot of runs, but you don't want to hit too many because if you hit too many, then you gave up runs for the next game, and you want to pitch good but not too good. Exactly. But then – if you lose, you want to lose by a lot, but but you don't want the right guys to hit the ball during the loss, and it was it, it just it could get kind of confusing for that for the it, average fan. It's you a know? Uh, it's a complicated game, isn't it? <laughs> Most people think you just hit runs as long as you score more oh, than one no. other team, you good. Oh no! But it's not it's not that simple. Obviously, no, it's not that simple. It, it, it absolutely isn't. But <laughs> but 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 if you watch that, you see what I'm talking about. In the in the post, it's not like that, you know, during the regular season all the time. But in the postseason, it's like every pitch there's so much pressure. Every pitch can just change your entire off season. I mean, it's just so much pressure. Oh, it, it's uh, it's definitely fun to watch. And like you said, it, it when it comes down to seven games, it's a whole different different ball game instead of 150. You know, you just want to squeak out a few wins in the 150. But when yeah. it comes down to, you got to play the numbers. You got to play the numbers. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you watching, sir. Come back around. People don't understand what you mean when you say that's that's the thing. There it is. 
It is it is it is really something. I appreciate you calling. Thank you. Hey, great shows we. Oh yeah, absolutely, sir. Thank you. No, look, great, 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 great victory. And for those of y'all who are older, I made a uh, a few references to the 1980 uh, NLCS between the Phillies and the Astros. And, um, you know, the Phillies were wearing those old jerseys that Greg Lazinski wore and Mike Schmidt wore and, and Gary Maddox and Bate McBride and Manny Trio and that Dale Unser aggravating but um no it was it was great winning that game because you kind of felt like got a little revenge for those guys back then as well all right let's go back to the game hotline hello hey is it me it is sir how are you oh just wondering why in the world you just couldn't enjoy that game last night it had it all oh it was something yeah i mean, <laughs> I mean i'm just i just i mean look in the end, if you know you're going to win, I guess you could enjoy it a little bit more. But when you're going through it, you don't know that you're going to win because it's so close and so many different plays could have swayed the game one way or the other. It's just, man. Well, I mean, you you look at the uh, the uh, catch Pena made. You look at the one on the fence uh, with the guy McCormick or something like McCormick, that. McCormick, yeah. And then, then you got the first baseman replacement coming in. He made a sensational play. Right. And uh, you home run here and there, and it's just crazy game. Now, the one I, I'm wondering about is the home run. I uh, forget who hit the double. It was Altuve. He hit the fence in the back. That was Bregman. And, and, and I don't know the ground rules there, but apparently the ground rule, it had to go over that, that chain link fence, not just over the other fence. Well, to me, it was out of the park when it hit the fence. Yeah, I, I was a little – one of the things about Facebook Live is that we have to have the sound off or no one can hear us. And so I, I didn't hear what the commentator said, to, like what the rule, ground rule, how all that went down. Well, they, they showed a picture of it later from the backside showing the bushes on the inside of the fence. And they commented about that close, you know. But to me, the, the wall is the uh, park. And once it hit that fence, it was out of the wall. But – it was a crazy great game. I loved it. And you know the other thing that you made me think about, you know, the the um Mancini made that play at first base like you're talking about and on on the other side conversely, their first baseman didn't make a play. That was somewhat similar when El Perro hit that shot to first, he touched it and, and fumbled and didn't make the play and not allowed the third run to score. That's right. That's what I mean it had it all. I mean that was crazy good. I loved it. I mean, it's uh, it's nerve-wracking because every pitch is so huge. Yes. And uh, I like the fact that Verlander got his first uh, World Series win and uh, that these relievers came in and they did a good enough job. And then uh, when uh, the closer came in, I mean, he was awesome. He did great. He, and, well, the the other big play was getting the strikeout on Captain Caveman with a, with the tying run at third and one out in the bottom of the eighth. That was huge. I know. That's what, that was drama to the top, man. Yes. It, well, it was, I'm it, glad you enjoyed it, it and um, now we got more pressure Monday night, so we'll see what happens. Well, I don't know what to expect. I don't know which teams. But what amazes me about the NFL is all the, all the records are 50-50. <laughs> well, 
That's what they, originally that's what they wanted. So we'll see how, how if it keeps playing out that way. I just hope I just hope that the um, the Saints can get one step closer to five hundred after Monday's game. We'll see. Yeah, that's the way it's going to be this year, all year long, I guess, from the looks of things. But anyway, uh, you know, if you if you sat down, the, the same thing would happen whether you were sitting down or standing up. You know <laughs> yeah, but I can't do it. I can't do it. You know that. Thank you, Rooster. I appreciate Look, it. Thank you, sir. Take care. Bye. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Hello. I don't know. We have a. Are you there? Hello. I don't, there's just a misconnection, some kind of way. I don't. I don't know what's going on there. So it, I'm sure his phone is. Maybe he's in a. I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, could tr- maybe try again. I'm not sure uh, exactly who that was, but uh, hopefully we can try again and, and we can get you on. But no, you know, Rooster makes a good point. It, it, it it's, it, it was a great game. And sometimes, you know, I, I saw someone make a comment on Facebook this morning that he was actually kind of glad that he didn't have a team to pull for in that game last night. He could just enjoy the game for the drama and the ups and downs and the big plays and the big moments and the big outs and the big hits and the big strikeouts and the big misplays and not misplays. Um, um, I, I just... Um, it's just when, you're, when it's your team, you just... You, you, it's not about enjoyment or entertainment. It's about winning. I mean, it's just it's just so much pressure. And so it's um it, you know, look, it was a great game and hopefully they can get it done. Now, you're going to hear and I've already been texted to me even before the game was over last night. You heard Rockefeller do it again today. Oh, you got it. The Astros won. The series is over. And it's all foolishness. You can't th- you can't even think about it, much less debate it. 2019, the Astros won three games in Washington. They were coming home with a 3-2 lead. They had Verlander going in game six and Grinky going in game seven. And they can't hit. Then, just like they can't hit now, and so they lost both games. And they didn't win the World Series when they should have won the World Series. So, I can't even think about it. I mean, don't even, I can't even go down that road. It's not, like, there are subjects that we can discuss, like, should they pitch um, Stanek more? Or should they, if they go game seven, should uh, Garcia start? I haven't heard anyone bring it up. Why can't Garcia start game seven? Uh, or should uh, McCullers start? Or should Javier start? All those things we can discuss. We can't even discuss that the World Series is over because that's silliness. Okay? I'm not even going to discuss that. That's just silliness. So, I mean, been through too way too much as a sports fan, to even think about that. So, uh, got to get it done. And, and and it would just be so much nicer if they could if they could put up two or three runs in the first inning and give Framber a lead to work with. But look, and I appreciate everything Montero has done. All the outs that he's gotten, 
Remember, he was the afterthought in the trade with the Mariners last year that brought Kendall Graveman in. So I appreciate everything he's done, but no more him. No more Montero this season. Like, I don't know why Ryan Stanek is now Phil Maton to the Astros. You know, my... The working theory is that they're mad at him because he took paternity leave during the playoffs. I have no idea if that's true. I'm just saying that that's a working theory that I've heard or, or, or that I've heard discussed. But understand, we're all talking about the Astros bullpen and how good it's been. The guy who they're not even using the guy over a 162 game season that set the all-time record. Stanek set the all-time Astro record for lowest ERA by a relief pitcher, and they're not even using him. Like, their bullpen's doing that well, and they're not even using the guy that set the all-time record during the course of the season for the lowest ERA by a relief pitcher. He was fabulous all season, and they're not even using him. Like, I... I mean, I, I can't explain it. I cannot explain it. And and it's time to use him. Like, no more Montero. He walks too many batters right now. I can't take walks. Put Stanek in the game. All that other stuff needs to go. The problem is, how I don't know how sharp he's going to be because he's hardly pitched. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back, finish out the first hour. On the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Welcome back to Footnotes. Kevin Foot on the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. You're home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. We'll be talking some high school football in the next hour. But also want to remind you, Tomorrow night, what a huge night. Like, if you are an LSU football fan and a Houston Astro fan, what a huge night. Like, if you are a huge Astros fan and a huge LSU football fan, it could potentially, could potentially be the best sports night of your entire life. Like, potentially. Like, if you beat Alabama and the Astros win the World Series, it can't be too many more sports nights that'd be better than that if you're a fan of the Astros and and LSU. I mean, a huge opportunity. The problem is, it's... um. Kind of on top of one another. Same thing with the Cajuns. Now, the Cajuns game is not, you know, it's it's Louisiana versus Alabama, essentially. But And Troy's a decent level rival, but nothing like the, you know, the longtime hatred and, and the rival between LSU and Alabama. But um, it was still a big game for the Cajuns. I mean, you're 4-4. Four and four, You're trying to get bowl eligible. Cajuns. Now, the difference is the Cajuns start at 4 LSU starts about six, and the and the World Series starts at seven. Man, it's gonna be tricky. Gonna be tricky for me because understand because like as a sports writer, 
your work, you're working during the game, but your work really starts after the game. So I'm going to be like, in the, I don't know, for the first one or like three innings of the game, it is going to be like in, you know, at the end of the game and the press conference and, and writing stories. Oh, it's just, and, and during potentially the deciding game of the World Series. Oh, man, it's going to be something. But to, to, to Rockefeller's point, uh, Sunday could be made a lot easier if the, if the Astros just win Saturday. And speaking of the Astros, you can hear Game 6 of the, of the World Series on Sister Station, News Talk 98.5 FM and 1520 AM. You can hear all the action from Robert Ford and Steve Sparks. Astros, Game 6, Framber Valdez versus Zach Wheeler on uh, News Talk 98.5 FM and 1520 AM tomorrow night. Man, pressure, 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 pressure. Hopefully, um, hopefully the Astros continue to pitch well and hopefully they can score some runs. Wouldn't it be awesome if the Astros scored nine runs last night? I mean, tomorrow night. That would be awesome to me. Let's hope that. Let's hope that happens. I'm pulling for that. All right. Uh, again, we'll have open phone lines for the first two segments in the next hour. Uh, if you would like to call and talk about any of those subjects I've been talking about, certainly feel free to do so. Uh, 706-0111. Uh, but we will be talking some high school football. It is Friday. It is week 10. Lots of things going on. And we'll do that next. Stay tuned. Broadcasting live from the Delta Media Studios in Upper Lafayette. Two hours of sports talk like none other. Footnotes with your host, Kevin Foote. Welcome into Footnotes. Kevin Foote on the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. I um, simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The game hotline is 706-0111-706-0111. The first two segments here, we will have open phone lines if you would like to discuss World Series, LSU, Alabama, the Saints, high school football, whatever. Uh, feel free to call, and we will, but I do plan on talking a little high school football. But first, let's go to the game hotline. Hello. Hey, Kevin. Howdy, sir. Man, Jeremy Pena, dude. That dude. It's unbelievable. It's like dominating the postseason. Now, um, do you? I know you don't want to talk about this, right? But if the Astros win, can you see Jeremy Pena being MVP? Of the World Series, yeah, and the th- and the thing about him that's so impressive, you know, a lot of guys have a great, you know, series. He's you, I mean, he's been big in all three series. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. I mean, he's just been big in all three. He's carried this team is basically what he's done. Other, than, I mean, obviously the pitching, but but I mean, among the hitters, I'm not talking about the pitchers, but among the hitters, he's carried this team. And you know what? He's making Yordan Alvarez look like the rookie. I mean, I, I cannot believe how bad he looks. I mean, we just can't hit. I mean, it's just. I mean, which one's the rookie here? You know. I mean, yeah, it's just crazy, crazy. Anyways, so uh, I want to talk about 
the Saints, uh, if that's okay. Um, so the Ravens signed Roquan Smith, right? Mm-hmm. Is he going to be active uh, Monday? I would think I'm so. I'm guessing, right? I would think so. But, again, I, I'm hoping in that first game he won't really be comfortable with what they want him right. to do. I mean, obviously he's a great athlete, but I'm hoping it's not that easy. So I'm, I'm hoping in that first game he still will be kind of just kind of feeling his way through it a little bit. It won't be quite no. as good. One thing I want to talk about uh, that not a lot of people are talking about, this signing of uh, Brett Hundley, right? <clears throat> he's similar to Lamar Jackson, right? He back, backed up for me. He ran the same offense, whatever. What if we're not just using him for the Ravens game, but, like, maybe the coaches have sees that, we're not that good against mobile quarterbacks, so maybe we need practice against mobile quarterbacks. Yeah, that could be. Does that make any sense? No, that could be, but I, uh, I still classify it. Like, they kept signing that guy. I can't remember his name. He used to play for Jacksonville. They've signed him, like, twice this year. He's a backup quarterback. He's not good at all, and I, I, I kind of put it in that category, but what you're saying might make he's He's a little bigger than some of these mobile quarterbacks, but, yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you. That could be. I don't know. It's just something that maybe, like, they see how bad they are. You the know? important thing is, anything. is Mark Andrews going to play? Oh. That, that, he well, didn't play last matter. week. Isaiah likely is good, too. He is. I mean, but, he's, not, he's not Mark Andrews, but, yeah. like, it's important um, that Mark and Andrews. And Bateman, not. like, that dude, I don't know. He's done for he, the he year. He hasn't even been part of the team, really. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I don't know, man. It's so I don't think uh, Gus Edwards is playing. Possibly he's been missing practice lately, so it might just be Kenyon Drake. Oh, yeah. Boy, that would just be that would kill me because he should be on the Saints team. It's just, I don't know. It's miserable. Like, are, are we really going to run Jordan Howard out there? Right? I just don't think so. I think it's going to be Dwayne Washington. And like, what was killing me in the Raiders game during the fourth quarter? It should have been like. <laughs> They should have pulled Alvin Kamara out and just ran it, uh, Dwayne Washington. They did like, a few times, but yeah, you know? I, I get you. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, hope we win Monday. Hope we win Saturday too. Yes, that would be and, tremendous. And I hope it's nice and easy. You know, not this uh, oh, cardiac nice. stuff. Oh, you know? yeah, that, uh, I was. Totally... But can you believe? I think you owe Trey Mancini an apology because, like, you were just ripping him. I saw in the Facebook Live thing. And as soon as you. <laughs> What you talking about? You talking about defensively or offensively? Yeah, defensively. defensively. Yeah, he's just not good. But but he but he made a play. Well, he made a play. He made, he made a play. He made a play. Uh, yes. Yep. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. No, thank you, Trey. And again, I Trey Mansuni's just kind of goofy to me. But uh, no, I mean I appreciate what he did do, and and I know I'm sure he's having a ball, and hopefully they can get a win, and he can celebrate and celebrate and celebrate, and hopefully he. He hits better next year. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Yeah. Yes, sir. Man, I, I, I was worried that I wasn't going to get in today and I was going to forget all these questions that I have. Kevin, there's somebody in your household that's saying we losing because we swept the Yankees? Oh, no, 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 Riley is still – she is so mad that we swept the Yankees, and and she's been oh, yeah. it's going to cost us. It's going to cost us. She, you know, Kevin, you you got a house full of people just like you. And I in mean, some ways, they're in some ways they're worse than me. Man, I 
can hear him. Now, who was there, Kevin? Now, your, your wife was there? My wife, but she was sick. My wife is sick, and she didn't make it too long. But uh, Taylor, my oldest daughter, Cassie, my middle daughter, and uh, Riley, my youngest daughter, and Russ was there too, but he's not a sports fan, so he was kind of yeah, in and out. I, yeah, I, I kind of figured that, Russ, that, that's amazing. You know, you, you get the sun at the end. <laughs> And, he don't. He don't care he, nothing about. Could, yeah. He could care less. So yeah. that, that, that's really that's cool though. I mean, you know, you Kevin, you need somebody in your household that's that's not that doesn't care because <laughs> listen, if I lived in a house where everybody cares, I go. It's a lot of intensity. Could, let's put it listen, that way. Wife, yeah, I don't know how you make it. <laughs> Poor Manny, poor Russ, <laughs> poor Russ. I had so much fun with those three in foot, and then uh, the, yeah, the fiance I mean, was there. This was rolling, you know, uh, uh, with all the. I mean, I mean, she kept saying, "Forget about it." You, when you say nine runs, and and Grandma's gonna hit a home run, and your daughter would say, "Forget about There's that." There's no it's chance of happening. happening. We, we're losing. Well, I mean, I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> okay, all right, so. All right, there's that. Look, Kevin, there's people that tell you to relax. How, how on earth does anybody that okay, even if, listen, you have to be no dog in the fight, you could enjoy that. That is so not enjoyable. I'm sorry. It only being it takes me probably 20 minutes to even have any thoughts in my brain after that game yes that you know to have any sense of fulfillment or it's not possible it's unbelievable i'm just totally worn out and and when montero walked those two batters i'm like you listen i I almost i I walked out on my back porch and went out i had to go stand outside while they made the pitching chain i i just can't it's beyond conception and listen now my wife hates me because you know she never, <laughs> my wife doesn't care about sports, but of course, anything that my kids do, you know, she 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 loves it. If it's me, she don't care. <laughs> but you know, my daughter now lives in Houston. Yeah. And uh, she's you know she's a big Astros fan, and we've been to you know she always did like me. You know, she and I were other sports people. One of my, my oldest daughter. So when we go to the games, you know, now my wife and he knows what's going on, and she's watching this, Kevin, and she is about. To have a stroke, she she couldn't go to bed this morning. I woke up. She says, I, I'll, "I'll never forgive you for this. I, <laughs> you, I, you, I can't believe that I'm getting up till eleven something." And 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 you know, she said, it, "It's all your fault." I said, well, I, didn't, "I didn't make you sit there. You should have done what you've been doing for the last thirty years." <laughs> Do your schoolwork or, it's, you know, talk on the phone or whatever. I didn't, <laughs> hey, but listen, now she's in and she's riveted. And, of course, excruciating, dying, oh, you know, the whole nine years. Every pitch. All every right, pitch. Kevin, listen, they, 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 ignore those people. Uh, uh, relax, no relaxing, nothing's over, nothing's done, none of that malarkey. Yes. And the only thing i got to tell you is, listen, we're not hitting. We're not going to hit. Forget that. Just Take it, take it for what you for what it is. We just gotta do. We gotta win three to two, two to one, one to nothing. We're not gonna hit. It's just it's unbelievable. We cannot hit. Kevin, not DH. What are we gonna do? What can we do? And how did Hensley not make it to third base on an eighty-four hopper to right field? Kevin, what is he doing? Oh, I stand up. I'm yelling first and third, first and third. 
and my wife, she was watching the TV. She said, well, he's, I, I'm jumping. I'm, she said, he's not at third. I said, well, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, honey. He's at third. What? You don't know what you're talking about. Of course he went to third. I could have made it to third. Oh. Kevin could have made it to third. Kevin, when I saw him standing at second, I, what on I, earth I, I, It's just mind-boggling. It's just unbelievable. There's a 47 hopper to right field. Oh. Anybody, everybody on the team, get, I think Candy or Vasquez could have made it to third. <laughs> I, I, I swear. Yeah. I really do. I do. All, All right. Kevin, Thanks. Hang in there, brother. I'm trying. Tomorrow night's going to be terrible and wonderful. Yes. Hopefully. Oh, I don't know how I'm going to make Hopefully all wonderful. Thanks, Manny. Yeah. All right. Later. All right. High school football tonight. Acadiana at Barb, and of course you can hear that game on MeTV, 97.7 FM, 13.30 AM, or on your free mobile app, Lafayette High at New Iberia. Now, I say that game because Lafayette High is um, right on the bubble of making the playoffs. Now, I know they lost their quarterback, Grayson Sonia, but if they can figure out a way to win at New Iberia, I think they'll get in. The big game, obviously, in the area is Lafayette Christian, uh, it's 3-1 and one in district play, playing at St. Thomas More. Just the fact that those two teams are playing in football is fun. And um, and then also, um, you know, they're playing for a district title in the first year in the same district. So that game is at St. Thomas More tonight. And, of course, you can hear all the action of that one right here on the game, 103.7 Lafayette. By the way, uh, on the Barb Acadiana game, you can hear the Barb side of that, obviously, right here as well. Uh, on the game, 1041 Lake Charles. The game I'm going to be at tonight is in Iota. Io- Church Point is playing Iota for the district title uh, in that district. They're both undefeated in district play. Church Point is 9 0 overall. Iota is 7 2 overall. Big game tonight in that district. Franklin is at Ascension Episcopal. After a slow start, Ascension Episcopal is playing for a district title tonight or at least a share of one against Franklin. And so that game, uh, that's a big game tonight as well. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Kevin. Howdy. Way to go, Astros, yay boy. Now, last night, did you notice or do you agree, I want to coerce you, but not Schwarber. What's the other hitter they had? Swanson, what's his name? The other for Phillies. The other King Kong hitter. Well, uh, Bryce Harper. There you go, yeah. Bryce Harper. Did Ugly. you notice that on the pitches that they were coddling him? Like, uh, that was really a, a strike, but yeah. no. Right, yeah, yes. I, I mean, it didn't happen that often, but hey. The ump, had, the ump was not. He had, he had a little bit of – he had some rough patches last night, both ways. He, he really had some. All he right. was struggling. Well, great, great, great. Uh, you know, I am not – a baseball aficionado like you, but I'm with you. Got you back uh, tomorrow. What what would be a? This is a, a different one. I, I'm your guy who says how you like to win. Well, the same thing applies with the Astros. Well, I you know I think it would be hilarious and enjoyable if the Astros scored nine runs tomorrow. But I don't think most of us think that's going to happen. So I would actually like to win. Fittingly, I'd like to win seven to five because when the when the Phillies eliminated the Astros in Game Five of the NLCS in 1980, they beat them seven to five and ten. Now, don't get me wrong; I don't want to go ten innings, 
But uh, I, I would really like to win like 9-2, to two, to be honest with you. Poetic. All yeah. right, moving on to the Saints, and I'll close. You know what we got to do. You got to limit the little scrambling quarterback. Yes. And also, what, is it Andrews, the big tight end? They're going to use the hell out of him. And then, of course, on offense, look, my formula is Kamara step up again, Ingram pitch in. We need the kitchen sink to pitch in. Use our tight ends like we never do enough. And, you know, we don't have to do the bombs. Mid-range, that's fine. So I'll say, how would you like to win? Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. I really want to win with just just an offensive explosion. I really, I, I, I just hope, kind of to your point, that, you know, the offense has been playing pretty well. I really would like to win putting up like 38, 40 points. Uh, and if the defense plays great, great. If the defense doesn't, it doesn't matter because the offense just explodes. Um, yes, I, I really, I really hope that that that's the case. That 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 needs to be the case. That would be tremendous. All right, we'll take a timeout. Come back, get a little more detail on high school football in the next segment. And then we'll be talking all kind of different things with uh, Gerald Broussard about ten thirty-five. Hopefully, he can calm me down a little bit. We'll see if he watched the Astros game last night. He's a little more calm than me, but maybe he did. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll be back on the game. Stay tuned. Kevin Foote. The real An award-winning journalist, popular sports talk show host, and a man who apparently moonlights as a doctor. A medicine season of a different strand in 12, obviously, because the criminal commissioner decided to inflict them with with the the whole bounty gate silliness. His descriptions of illnesses are extremely concise. Not a normal strand of a medicine season. It was a different strand. This out of the blue from Timbuktu and all of this bounty gate silliness. Dr. Foote is ready to write a prescription for what ails your favorite team here with more footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Probably what I need. Welcome back to the game. Southwest Louisiana Sports Station, your home for the LSU Tigers and the Houston Astros. Want to remind you, Bikes, Brews, and Omelets 2 returns this weekend. You can enjoy some of the best cycling in South Louisiana and finish a day with food and live music. Register now at latrail.org. That's a variety of routes ranging from 10 miles to 100 miles. Saturday's Path Explorer St. Martin Parish ends up at Taunt Marie with hot gumbo. Sunday starts and finishes in Abbeville just in time for the giant omelet celebration. Sign up at latrail.org. All right, let's go to the game hotline. Talk to our old friend Jules. Hello, sir. Hey, Kevin. Um, what is Dusty, I guess, is um, apprehensive or leery to use uh, Vasquez as a pinch hitter because he doesn't want to burn his backup catcher. They don't have anybody else that could uh, catch. Well, he, he has used him before, but but I, and I thought he would last night. He, he He's done that fairly routinely, but no, he didn't last night. I don't uh, – the third catcher, I don't know that I know who the third catcher is, no. And, uh, you know, it, it, it kind of kills me sometimes – 
the way they construct these rosters for uh, the playoffs. Uh, it's obvious they must not have any intention of using Hunter Brown, huh? Well, they used him. Um, he pitched. Did he pitch game one? He seemed like he threw he one might game. might have thrown a yeah. inning, maybe. But, yeah, he, he, they're not using him. But they don't want to trust the rookie. He's going to go down with the veterans. I, I still don't get the whole standing thing. I don't know what's going on there. But he, he, he's, he's not going to trust a rookie unless he has to. And the last thing is uh, Mancini's always been a good hitter. I don't know what's uh, gotten into him uh, to where he just can't uh, buy himself a base hit. But. I mean, the guy's got a proven uh, major league record as a pretty good hitter. Yeah, and he's never been in the postseason. You just don't know how you're ever going to react. Plus, you know, once you get into a series, it's just different because the other team really knows you. I mean, it's one thing they learn you over a three-game series, but when you play a six or seven games and they really got, you know, they're all so much attention and they kind of learn how to get guys out and then it becomes a chess match there. Well, it's uh, it's looking good. Uh, I, I figured it would be Houston in six, and with Valdez going, uh, I, I think that uh, as long as they hit, be, but they got to score okay. runs. Got to score that? runs. Yeah, well, you can forget about nine runs. <laughs> You'd be lucky to get nine hits. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. You all take right. Care. Thank you. I just look, it's come up a few times. Hoskins misplayed the ball to first. Uh in the in the first game there was an error. No, that no, was game two, there was an error. Shortstop to scored her third run of that game. But I don't think they put enough pressure on the Phillies defense because it hasn't been good. And I'm just I can just could you am I not am I the only one that could see that where if they had bunted, they would have thrown it away. I'm just convinced of that but they just didn't try. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. Good morning. How you doing this morning, man? Oh, man, I'm trying. You still worry? Oh, am I worried? I mean, I... What? Let me... What? Go ahead. I mean, did you not live through... Were you not alive in 2019? Hey, okay. So... I'm going I'm to I'm give you a little, a little fact check just to kind of ease your mind on to why the World Series is over and Astros got it in the book. It's been over since a few days ago when that Yankee fan called in and he said, go Phillies. Every team that that man pulls for, he curses. <laughs> he, puts a, he puts a curse on every single team he pulls for. That's why. After uh, I get off the phone, I'm going to call my buddy uh, Brian Cashman and say, look, this Yankee fan y'all got down here in Louisiana, y'all need to send them all the merchandise that y'all can. Keep them on that bandwagon. That way, the Yankees can keep losing. And also, I need to get in touch with with, with my buddy James uh, James Mesh and tell him, you need to tell that man to stop supporting the the the, uh, the Boston Celtics because they ain't going nowhere. Because I know that man a, a Celtics fan. He ain't no Knicks fan. He a Celtics fan. But the Astros got it in the book. I knew it since it, that. Like I said the other day when it, when Paul called in and said go Phillies because I guess he's a, a Phillies fan now. So, but if I was a fan of any other team and he was a, that he was a fan of, I'd run. I'd run as fast as I can. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, I hope. Look, I hope you're right, but I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't listen to that talk until we win. But I appreciate it. I hope you're right. Thanks, Martin. All right. High school football. I wanted to run down a few things. We're going into week ten. Well, actually, we started week ten last night. Um, Let's see. Last night we had. uh, Southside beat Sam Houston. Westgate beat Northside. Opelousas Catholic beat St. Edmund. And Cecilia fell to Iowa. That was a tough game. Cecilia was 7-2 going to that game, and Iowa was 8-1. So that was a really nice uh, game. All right, so he, he, I'm just going to do a quick rundown here. For those of you who haven't kept up, they got a new deal in high school football this year, the brackets. In the, in the recent years, we've had – Nine state champions. This year, it's more evenly distributed. It's, it, you have four non-select, or what I would call public school, although it, it, it's not really a, just a public school, private school thing. And the brackets, evenly distributed numbers-wise, and four select brackets, evenly distributed n- number-wise. So here's roughly what it looks like. In uh, in Division One, a non-select, you got Southside is the five seed going into this weekend. Uh, and Westgate is the 12th seed. I've always said if you're really good, and Westgate, you know, is really really grew up last week at, at that loss at STM. I was at that game. They had some impressive moments uh, as that game went on. If to be around 11, 12, 13, and to be around 21, 22, 23, perfect place to be. And so I'd be I'd be a little scared of Westgate if I was some of the other teams. Division two. Got all kinds of teams all over the place. Opelousas, number one. Church Point, number five. St. Martinville, number nine. St. Martinville could be a scary team. Top four seeds get by. Cecilia, 11. Iota, 14. Uh, Erath, 15. Eunice, 18. Abbeville, 20. I mean, this this whole bracket is just filled with Acadian area teams. Brobridge, 23. Kaplan, 24. North Vermillion, 25. Rain, 27. Northwest, 28. So a couple teams in Rain and Northwest, they're right there on the bubble. Uh, Division 3, you got Lauraville at 15. That's about it. Division 4, you've got Generet at 17. Gaydon at 19. Delcom at 23. On the select side... Division one. You got Acadiana's the seven seat. I know. I'm sorry. Karen Crow seven. Acadiana eight. Top eight get by. So both of those are right on the on the border. Get by or not get a by. Lafayette High needs a win. Uh they are twenty-two in a twenty-fourteen bracket. So they're right. They really need to get a win there. Uh in division two, you got Turlings number one, STM number two in the power rankings coming in. Lafayette Christian, number five. Eight teams get buys. All three of those should get buys going in. And Northside's right on the edge. 2014 bracket, and Northside is 24 in the power ranking coming in. Division three, Notre Dame is four. Catholic of New Iberia is 14. Ascension Episcopal is 16. So Ascension Episcopal is not only playing for a district title tonight against Franklin, they're also playing to get a home game in the playoffs. And finally, uh, Division four for me and Catholic having a fabulous season. Uh, and they're playing a Hanson team that's got eight wins. So if they beat Hanson again tonight, their power rating will get even better. They're the number one seed. Opelousas Catholic, 17. St. Edmund, 18. Westminster, 26. And OC won again last night to finish off a district title and a 7-3 and record going into playoff. They could be a dangerous team going into the playoffs. All right, let's go back to the game hotline. Hello. 20 years ago when he was in this position, he was on the road, right? 
Uh, I believe so. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hopefully, I can get it done this week. Man. Yeah, that'd be tremendous. Um, that'd be tremendous. Yeah, uh, it was a nice game. Uh, I caught the um, fifth inning on. Or six. A lot, a lot of big defensive plays, a lot of opportunities, a lot of big pitching moments, you know, a lot of drama. It was good. Yes. Um, I want to talk about Michael Thomas, man. I, I'm I'm hearing a lot of just this overseer mentality when it comes to certain players, man. I want to. I want just this talk, just this thought that the man is sabotaging himself, that the man has basically got his money and said, you know what, I'm done. Like, he's faking injuries. This, my, A receiver, especially of that caliber, they basically want to try to get another big payday. So why would he, why would he sabotage himself I, and just I, destroy his career that way? The, man is ba- the man's body is basically breaking down in front of our, in front of our eyes. We're talking about this and that. We really a lot of people who watch sports. I, I, I'm sorry, man. Well, no, I'm not sorry. A lot of people who watch sports have an overseer mentality, and all they do is pocket watch. That's all they do. What a life, you, you know. Jay, you and I have talked sim- this topic and other. Th- you know, I just don't go down that road. We have no idea. Like we don't know. We don't know what guys are doing and why they're doing it. And and, and to assume a guy is not healthy again. Because of what happened with James Rodney Richard in 1980, I, I try to tell myself anytime something like this comes up, we don't know. Everyone said the same crazy stuff about JR, and the man almost died of a stroke on the field as a professional athlete in the in the height of his career. So you just don't know. I, I just I, I don't even go down that road trying to speculate whether someone's faking or sabotaging him. I don't even go down that road. Really, I don't. Yeah, man. I, um, I, like I said, I, um, it's, it says a lot about that person's character. Like when I hear stuff like that. Now, that's one thing if a player give you a reason. But Michael Thomas, he, he hasn't given me a reason. Me, he hasn't given me a reason to say like, man, he's faking. Like I, I don't, I don't know. Um, now I understand that you want him gone. I understand this and that, but that's a whole nother conversation, you know. But when you sitting up here saying this and that, like, geez, like, yeah, we don't, we don't know. It, it is, it is very frustrating, no question. But I, I don't, you know, I'm not, I don't even go down that road. All right, thank you, thank you. We'll take a timeout. Come back, shift gears. Well, maybe a little bit. I'm sure we'll discuss World Series other things, as well as Cajuns with Gerald Broussard next on the game. Kevin Foote is a walking, talking encyclopedia of New Orleans Saints history. No, seriously. After that is 2013, which I call the forgotten Saints season because in so many people's mind, the Saints streak of good football ended with the Bounty Gate season. And it's not just recent history either. In 88, they finished 10 and 6, tied for first place in the division, did not make the playoff because they got cheated by a blind official named Fred Silver who absolutely cheated, uh, stole a game on Sunday night in a 13 to 12 loss to the Giants with his either blindness, ineptness, or cheating or whatever you want to call it. I think he was just blind and senile. We return to the man who's forgotten more Saints history than you will ever know. Kevin Foote. 
and footnotes on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back to the game. Before we get to our special guest, I want to remind you or inform you, Delta Media has an immediate opening for a social media digital content manager. Uh, great opportunity with a locally owned company. Contribute to a high-performing radio and television properties. It comes with competitive salary, excellent health care benefits. Come join our team. Have a great time inside a great company. Find out more by going to Find out more at DeltaMediaCorp.com and send your resume to Shanae at DeltaMediaCorp.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-E at DeltaMediaCorp.com. All right, we have with us Mr. Gerald Broussard. Did you watch Game 5 of the World Series last night? You know, I, I, I kept going back and forth, and I hesitate to watch it because I don't want you to blame me if things go wrong. <laughs> and 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 you know I am superstitious, and so uh, no, kind. Of, I don't want you to know that I did. Put it that way. <laughs> How about that? Does that work? Did you? Could you at least understand the pressure of every pitch in a game like that? Isn't it awesome? <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was so. And so when I wasn't watching, I had it on my phone. And they showed each pitch and where the pitch is and if it's called a ball or a strike or yeah. a foul ball or all that stuff. And and it, I was supposed to be watching TV with Julie. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I was not paying attention much to her or to deal because I kept trying to, you know, watch that and focus on that. And, uh, no, dude, it was an awesome evening. I'm sure your dad watched. Yeah, he stayed up and – uh you know, dad's 87 now, and so he told me a couple nights ago, he said, I watched every pitch. I stayed up till after 11 o'clock. I said, what time did you get up? He said, 3.15. <laughs> and then we were talking at about 4.30, and Kevin, he's he's messing this up. He goes, you know, maybe I am a little tired. I said, how about going to bed? <laughs> and then last night, uh, I talked to him about 4.30 this morning, and I said, well, I bet you're glad you stayed up last night. He said, Seventh inning, had to go to bed. <laughs> I couldn't stay up anymore. I said, well, I said, you missed a little drama, but it was a good game. So. <laughs> All right. So, Cajuns, Troy. You know, we've t- it seemed like every matchup is about the same. You're playing a team that's done, you know, okay offensively, not tremendous offensively, but plays good defense. But – and you look at Troy, and the more I look at them, they're tricky because, you know, they beat South Alton to six, and they, they beat Texas State 17 to 14, and they had another game, I forget right now, that was pretty close. But then when you look at their defensive numbers, like they're not giving up very much at all on defense. It's a little scary. No, they're good on defense. They're not good on offense. And I think what's happening, and I say not good, I don't, i be honest with you, Kevin, I don't think the Cajuns have played a good offense. Uh, and, and I just think that right now the, the league is, is um, you know, doesn't, doesn't have that good quarterback on this side. Now, I did watch a little bit of the Coastal game last night, and I think McCall is still McCall and playing well for Coastal and stuff like that. But uh, there's, you know, there's there's not that really good running back that we haven't seen yet. Now, maybe in, in a couple games to come. I don't think so. I mean, I haven't watched Georgia Southern. I've seen Texas State, uh, and they're, they're, they're not good. Um, but – 
you know, right now I don't think there's a there's a really good running back in the league. I don't think there's a real good quarterback in the league. Just a real good one, you know. And uh, and so the offenses are, are, are struggling right now. But I do think though that there is some good defense. And Kevin, I think it's because there are good defensive lines. Uh, Troy's got a good defensive line. They're going to play on your side of the line of scrimmage. They're going to get after you and try and cause some negative plays. They've got some guys who can get some sacks and cause pressure. And uh, and they're they're aggressive right there. I, I think in watching Southern Miss's D line, I, I think Troy's D line is better. I think Southern Miss had a better secondary, but but as a group, they they remind me as a, as a whole unit, they remind me of each other. I mean, they're both good defenses, and then similar to the Cajun defense, I, I think the Cajuns have got a real good defense. I think you know eyes have caused Cajuns some problems. It has not been talent; it's just been eyes, you know, giving up big plays. But but. Uh, you know, for the most part, I think that the, the, this has never been a league that's been dominated by defense. It's always been an offensive league. But I, I think because of a lack of, of, of man, I'm not trying to talk bad about it. I just the truth be known is that just there's we've had better talent in the league on the offensive skill position side than we have this year. All right, so. The thing that's a little scary is the best thing the Cajuns have done, especially last week, is throw the ball down the field and get big plays. Is that something that they're going to be able to do at all and still protect the quarterback against Troy? They're not going to be able to hold it and do it. I mean, I just don't think that. I think you can get the ball down the field without having to hold the ball long. I mean, you can do it off a of play action and set and go. And I do think that the, the Cajun receivers are going to have to uh, win contested throws, and they're also going to have to be able to, to shake some people free at the line of scrimmage. If they can do that, then I yes, the, the Cajuns will be able to get the ball down the field if they choose to. There are going to be some things open underneath. Dude, Marshall is an inside linebacker for him. He's been playing for a hundred years. Yes, and and he's your size, uh, and and you know. He don't, he's in better shape. Let's yeah. put it that way. But he's not a big guy. Yeah. Uh, but but he he is. I mean, he's Bobby Boucher. He's a tackling machine, and he just makes all kind of plays. But he is aggressive, and and you can throw the ball behind him. You can get under the safeties and behind the linebackers. You can get the ball intermediate, and and if you choose to, there are going to be some opportunities to get it deep. Uh, but you got to protect them, and and it's going to have to come out and come out quick. I think that if if Ben is forced to hold the ball long, it's you know yeah, that 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 plays into their hands. They're they're being Troy's defense. So I mean by they, and then uh, and do they get after it? I like them. I mean they they do a good job up front, and 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 they 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 do blitz and they'll get after you, and they're going to move the front a lot. But but they they win a lot of one on ones just on effort and technique. Is there any chance, what chance would you give it that Zylan Perry has the most carries for the Cajuns among the running backs tomorrow night? Well, I don't give it a good chance simply because it's his first time to appear on a depth chart. But he's different than what we've seen to this point uh, with the others. And and I, I know that he's played in one game. He's got three more that he can play in and still maintain his red shirt. Uh, and I think that that's important right now. Now, if all of a sudden the Cajuns get on a roll, then I don't think that the, I don't think you worry about red shirt. I think you play people, but uh, and until you do get on that roll, I think that that's, that is something you need to take into consideration. But um, 
it wouldn't hurt my feelings if he does have the the, the bulk of the carries uh, if Chris Smith is not good to go. And and, and that, that part of it, because, um, I mean, Chris was starting to show signs of, of, you know, being able to bounce some things and get out of there and show some speed. So if he's good to go, then, then yeah, I, I want to see him tap out. Their their field goal kickers made eleven field goals. We talk about field goals all the time. We of course we thought the Southern Miss game was going to be low scoring, and it turned out that Southern Miss scored thirty nine points. I, I just I don't really see that happening again. I guess you never know, and we learned that in Hattiesburg. But um, it's going to be important to, to to if you get scoring opportunities to take advantage because I don't think there's going to be that many of them. Well, I don't think so either, and I think that that was the thing that the Cajuns have kind of left some points out there, and that, and we know you know Kenny wasn't perfect, but but I mean, um, yeah, I, I think that they're they're they've got a good kicking game, got a couple transfers in there, and they've got a good kicking game, and, and play good defense, and and if it, it's going to be, it, it's not hard. I mean, take care of the football, play good defense, and win special teams. Chances are you're going to win the game, you know. This means that don't beat yourself, and, and you got a good chance. And right now, I think with, with when you're struggling on offense, if you just don't beat yourself, um, then good things will happen. And, and I, similar to last week's game in Hattiesburg, I see it the same way. Now, look, I, I didn't see – I still don't know how Southern Miss scored 39. And I was there. Yeah. And, I, and, and, you know, I know that there's some things that went on. I understand all that. But um, – <laughs> And they scored 39, and I don't think they're very good. No, I understand. Now, the other thing is, the, John, the Tez Johnson, the receiver, and we saw him last year, he, he's pretty good receiver. And I know they don't have a great offense overall, but the, the key is when he catches the ball, they got to be able to tackle him. Yeah, he's got gas now. I mean, he gets after it. And, look, he, he – whether you can call him pretty good, but he thinks he's the best it's ever been. I mean, he's – he plays with an attitude, and he likes everybody to know it. And, and I got no problem with that. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that in a bad thing. I, I think that he he's he likes to chirp, and he and he has a good time playing out there on Saturdays. And, and uh, but he 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 does he get, has a change of pace with him, and you got to get him on the ground. And if not, you're going to have your hands full just with him, just trying to get under your skin. And we already saw that that the Cajuns and and, and Southern Miss kind of getting after each other a little bit verbally, and I'm sure that that'll probably happen again uh, Saturday there. But uh, I mean, you got to be smart enough not to to get into those battles. But he, I like him, Kev. I really do. I think he's a good little player. All righty, sir. Well, hopefully. When the game's over, the Cages can get a win, and then, and then the Astros can get a win, and Maud, I would make for a good night's sleep. Dude, how about those people in Hattiesburg trying to serve as gumbo? Well, you know, what was up with that? Ah, uh, you know, I ate That's it. Right. You know, they I'm a, not. They had a trough. That's all that. Yeah, yeah. You know me. I'm not really that picky. I appreciated the effort. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> Thank you, Gerald. All right. We'll take a timeout, come back, finish out today's show next on the game. Welcome back to Footnotes, Kevin Foot on the game. And to follow up on that, once again, encourage you, the game clubhouse, you can sign up to win all these great prizes, like a $150 
gift certificate to Mr. Lester Steakhouse, $25 to Mabel Kitchen, or $50 gift certificate to Half Shell Oyster House by going to 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com today. All right. So we set up for a big weekend. We've got Game 6 of the World Series. Hopefully not a Game 7 of the World Series Sunday night. But if if there's a need for a Game 7, that will be Sunday night. Um, Obviously, huge LSU-Alabama game, 6 o'clock on Saturday. Cajuns playing Troy at 4 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, so, so huge game there. And then, of course, the Saints. We'll still have Monday to, to kind of talk about the Saints, Ravens, Monday night game in the Superdome. And uh, that same time, Cajun basketball season opener. Women started five men about 730 doubleheader at the Cajun Dome. So that'll be tricky for this fat cat to be trying to cover the basketball game and follow the Saints at the same time in a, in a, in a critical, critical, critical game for the Saints against the Ravens. So, I mean, it's just stress on top of stress on top of stress. It just never seems to end. So I need, I need a stress-free, a relatively stress-free game. Like, it'd be great. They're not going to crush the Ravens like they did the Raiders. That's not going to happen. But it would be nice. It'd be nice to score nine runs tomorrow and have a pretty stress-free game of the World Series as everybody can start celebrating just a little bit early and, and uh, you know, just celebrate a World Series. But, again, you, you, can't, you can't, you know, th- th- this team is, is so bad at hitting the ball that, you, you know, they could, could they lose? Of course they could lose. I mean, they could easily. All it takes is one big inning by the Phillies, and I don't know if they can catch up because they can't hit. And so it's just it's going to be interesting to see how all that plays out. Um, LSU Alabama game we talked a lot about it quite a bit on Wednesday with Koki and you know I I think LSU I mean I, it's always possible you know a lot of us thought because of how well they played against Mississippi State that especially in the second half that that they could match up with Tennessee that didn't happen well turns out Tennessee's pretty good probably better than Alabama. And so, um, how will they match up against Alabama? We'll see. But it seems like they'll be able to do it. And I, you know, I got you know I got to admit I was wrong about how many runs that the Astros would need to win two out of three in Philly. I was glad I was wrong, and I I was certainly wrong about Jaden Daniels. I didn't think he'd be this productive. I thought he'd be somewhat productive, but he's been. Really productive. And so, will their passing game be able to do to Alabama what Tennessee's passing game was able to do to Alabama? I don't know. Will they? Will Josh Williams be able to, to have an effective running game, which he was able to do somewhat against Ole Miss? I, I don't know. I, you know, it would be nice to do some of that. But whether it's the Cages against Troy or the uh, Saints against the Ravens or LSU against Alabama – you can't just totally abandon the run. You have to, you have to keep trying just to keep the defense honest. And and it, and sometimes that's difficult for fans to watch because once you get pummeled five or six times at the line of scrimmage, you don't you don't really you're not really in the mood to run it anymore. So that takes a lot of discipline from the play callers. All right, appreciate all the phone calls. Oh, let's hope for a great weekend. <laughs> 